0: The topic tonight, I, I said already, is generosity. And I want you to know that the topic was inspired by you, <laughs> the Sangha, by a story that James told me. I haven't been here in a number of weeks, a couple of weeks now. And he was sharing with me that there was um, someone in the community who was needing extra help and that he made an announcement about that if... if there was, uh, if there was anyone in the sangha that would be, um, I'm not sure exactly what the help was, if it was meals or if it was rides or something like that, or if, what the person's situation was. I didn't get that information, but just that there was a a request from a sangha member, and that the uh, response was really significant that people. Um, were really interested in helping this individual whom they didn't know necessarily. And, um, and that there was talk after that of uh, just the interest to give our service to members in our community that are needing a little extra help, whether it's uh, because someone is sick or even dying, or perhaps uh, someone's just had a baby, Um, somebody's moving, all these different life events that we inevitably have or most of those we have at some point and need community. And the fact that our community it was just kind of a no-brainer for many of you. And maybe if you weren't here and you didn't hear it, maybe um, just hearing it kind of uplifts you or you think, yeah, that's something I would be interested in. Um, And so, anyway, just the response was really inspiring to me, and it really touched me. I was just really pleased and um, felt good about being in this community. And so I thought I'd give this talk on generosity, and um, I think that uh, this might be the topic next week, too, because as I began to explore this topic, which is one of the benefits of getting to give a Dharma talk, is that I get to learn a little bit more about these different topics as I explore it and kind of see how I want to teach it. And so as I explored it, I realized um, there's just so much to this practice of generosity in this tradition. It's such a key component, and often not talked about that much. We do talk about dhana, which uh, means to give, so there's the donna talk every Thursday and um and we ask you to participate in that way if you can if you feel moved to and and then we don't hear about it that much. Um I know James has talked about it here. Um but uh I kind of I want to give a sense to its uh place in this tradition and in this practice. Um so two nights I think instead of one, is appropriate for generosity. So this evening what I'd like to do is explore actually the felt sense of generosity. I'm going to talk a little bit about what the Buddha had to say about it, but I'm actually going to spend more time speaking about it in a way that is experiential so that we can really tap into that feeling of generosity for ourselves to see what a practice of generosity um, would be like. So, I'll start with a story. Uh, As some of you know, I am engaged in a training um, through Spirit Rock and Insight Meditation Center uh, as a teacher in training through the senior teachers in both retreat centers. And this is a four-year program that um, I'm being cultivated or mentored into being a retreat Dharma teacher. And it's um, a real honor to be among 26 people who are in this training from all over the country and some coming from other places in the world to be part of this. And we spend a week together three times a year. And this past January, I was in this training and uh, at one of the weeklongs and being housed off-site with five other women who are part of the training with me. In this group we we tend to be coupled together in our housing situation. And so we've we've become really close this grouping of upcoming teachers. And it's been really special and we have been sharing this experience together in a really intimate way. And uh, one evening after the training, uh, that day's training was done. We were at our house, and there's this there uh, a deck. Oh, did I lose it? There was a um, a porch that we were hanging out on and just discussing the day and sharing a little bit about our lives, and it's really sweet and special time for us to connect. And one of the women, Bonnie Duran, who's with uh, Sims, which is a meditation community just like this, but up in Seattle, uh, she was wearing a piece of jewelry that was really special to her. We, we all really liked it. In fact, we had all commented on it to her, uh, just how pretty it was, these black pearls. And she uh, lost them some, at some point during our time on this deck And she lost them through one of the slats in the deck. And she was really sad about this, really bummed out. And we were too, and it was dark, and it was our last night together here uh, for the training. And so uh, she thought for sure she had just lost them and she wasn't going to see them again. So I told her, not tonight, Bonnie, but tomorrow morning before we leave, I'll help you find them. We'll, We'll get under the deck and we'll just see what we can find. And so she was grateful for that. And in the morning, I did help her, and we crawled under this deck, which was up on the hill. And it was actually there, maybe as a for practical reasons, because it was hiding all of the piping, <laughs> the sewer lines, and the the water pipes, and all that stuff. And it was um, mucky, and it was muddy, and we're crawling around down there, and we're looking for black pearls necklace in black dirt <laughs> and I found them <laughs> surprisingly and this was just really joyful to to be able to find them and, and help in this way and I gave them back to her and I said oh I'm just so glad we found them they're just so beautiful I really love these this necklace on you and she said you do and I said oh yeah Bonnie they're really pretty and she said oh I'm so glad that, to hear that because I want you to have them And she gave them to me, and I said, oh my God, no, you can't take your pearls. I'm not going to take those. And she said, no, you have to take them. It's part of my uh, tradition, which uh, Bonnie is uh, Native American. She says, it's part of my culture that when someone expresses something that they like, that it's just we offer freely. We give that to that person, and it gives me great joy to give you these pearls. And... There was something in the way she said it, and if you know Bonnie, this is just part of her heart. It's such a beautifully cultivated quality in her. This just, uh, without hesitation, constantly giving, constantly. But this was really special. And uh, I'm one, my, so the culture that I'm from says, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you ever get into those, those Czech wars when, the <laughs> when you're eating at a restaurant with your friends and everyone's trying to pay? and No, 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 you can't pay for me. And it's like there's a reluctance to accept generosity. And there's, there's, some, there's just a part of our culture that this is true. And so I'm, I'm reluctant. But there was something in the way that she said this that touched my heart so deeply that I knew I couldn't refuse because it would be um, refusing her her opportunity to be generous and I could see already even I hadn't even accepted them yet and she was in, experiencing so much joy by just the idea of it And so I'm wearing them. I wear them all the time now. And she even then proceeded to take the matching earrings off and hand them to me. I'm going, no, Bonnie, no. But she just, it came from this really sincere place. And so when I do wear them, I always think of Bonnie. And actually, I think of all five of those women that I've been staying in that house with and just that support and that love. And it's really meaningful for me. And so these these are it 's a nice necklace, and it probably has some monetary value to it, but really it 's not worth a whole lot if I just you know bought it from the store, but her act of generosity made them priceless to me, and also has um, her, just the act in that moment that we shared together, which went on with us gushing over each other and ex- ex- confessing our love for each other and just we just do we do, we love each other she, we just have such a sweet friendship and um, and so that really that was very touching to me and actually has changed um, and made a real impact on me when I have something that somebody likes and just my my excitement at the opportunity to give and so I tell this story for a couple of reasons. One, just so that as I'm sharing it, I can, I can feel that feeling of generosity. And maybe, maybe you can too. I think sometimes when we can relate it to something that's in real time or at least relevant to, our, to this period of time, our daily lives, um, we can touch into it and really feel the essence of generosity. And I also share it because it has both um, meanings of generosity in the Pali text. Uh, in, in the suttas or the teachings of the Buddha, he actually, the, the words that are used in the original written language, which was in Pali, um, actually differentiate between the act of giving, which is dana, to give. And that's the word we usually hear and associate with the word generosity. But actually, dana means to give. And it's the act of giving. And chaga, C-A-G-A, chaga, which is more of the internal experience quality of generosity. It's, it's usually translated, that is translated to generosity, chaga. And that there's two different things happening so the act of giving, what Bonnie actually physically gave me, but then there was the actual fence felt sense of being generous and what that feels like in the heart. Sometimes it's translated as open-handedness. So this opening, this openness, this letting go, the ability to let go of something, uh, the ability to uh, share something um, not just physically, but emotionally too, that heart level that we often feel when we're actually being generous. And the Buddha talks about generosity, that there's a time to give, and there's, there's a time when that giving isn't actually coming from that place of generosity, that chaga. So um, those times when we give because we have to... <laughs> It's, that's not what, That doesn't have the essence of chaga, does it? That essence of generosity. With the physical act is happening still, but, but the heart sense and quality of it is not there. That having to, there's still a tightness that we um, experience when we give. So that's not so much what we're talking about. I'll tell you another story about these same five women um and that this just happened. I actually today just came back from our second week long this year and um I had brought it was really hot this week, right, <laughs> and we're up in Marin County where it was really hot uh for this training and uh so um Some of it was outside because the the place that we were doing it was not air-conditioned. And we were sitting under this big oak tree having our our training. And so it was kind of sunny, so a lot of us wore hats. And I brought a hat and I wore it. And it was a cute little straw hat that I bought and I really loved. And and I got a lot of compliments on it, and people really liked it. Um, But one of the women in this group came up and uh, later on in the training and was needing a hat and I let her borrow it. And it looked so good on her. <laughs> and, and she was saying, I just love this hat, I love this hat. And I could, In that moment, I could see the opportunity arising and I thought of Bonnie and just that experience and that exchange and how good that felt. And I thought, ooh, I should just give her the hat. And so I waited a little while because I thought, oh, I kind of like this hat. (laughs) And I could feel the tightness, you know, do I really want to give it away. And then she expressed it again, thank you so much for letting me use your hat. And it just came out, I think you should keep the hat. And she said, oh, no, 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 (laughs) I can't take the hat. And I could feel it in me, oh, good, she's not going to take my hat. (laughs) And I noticed it, the tightness of, I really don't want to give the hat because I really like it. And the, oh, but I really want to give the hat because I want to experience that feeling of generosity. And so there was two things going on, and I think this happens sometimes when we're experiencing this chaga. Sometimes it's there, but there's a little something else, our inability really to let go. I think it really comes from a feeling of lack, a feeling of not-enoughness. Like, if I don't... If I give away the hat, then I won't have the hat. I have other hats. (laughs) You know, I can sit in the shade. I can put on sunscreen. um, But there's that... But it's this hat, and it's mine, and I'm identified with it. It's kind of a silly example, but it's just happened, so it's up for me. So anyway... I was struggling with it and I realized that I had two options. I could I could just let her talk me out of it, which she was doing really well. (laughs) Or I could choose generosity. And it really I could see the different the the two options is is a tightness and uh, feeding that tightness or a letting go, a relinquishment of of that tightness. It's not just the hat. But letting go of the tightness. And I chose to let go. And I'll tell you, it was so freeing. In the moment that I really decided and I made the decision because of that, the tightness completely evaporated and it felt wonderful. And the two of us just beamed in this exchange of generosity. Something as simple as a hat that probably, you know, cost. I don't know, $10. It was really wonderful. And I think now m- my guess is that she's going to wear that hat and she'll think of that moment as I think of Bonnie when I wear my necklace. And so there's probably a time in your life that you've had some kind of exchange like this and experienced this open-handedness or this letting go inside yourself, not just externally, but that, that sense of what generosity feels like. The Buddha, um, I will read you a little bit of the Sutta on, on generosity. And it's called The Treasure of Generosity. He talks about generosity as a treasure, um, something that's really precious. An exchange and a quality within ourselves that is very precious. And he says, What is this treasure of generosity? And he says, It's his or her awareness cleared of the stain of stinginess. Cleared, I love that. Cleared of the stain of stinginess. So if you think about it, think about a stain, it's, it's as if he's implying uh, that there's something quite pure underneath. But there's something that gets in the way of that purity. There's something uh, which I was calling that not-enoughness or that lack that gets, just colors it a little bit. It, just, it stains the experience for us. And so when we are experiencing generosity internally and externally, there's a cleansing of that, that stain, and we can feel that. So the awareness uh, is cleared of the stain of stinginess, living at home, meaning us people uh, who are not monks or nuns, living at home, freely generous, open-handed, delighted in being magnanimous. We get to delight in this feeling of generosity. Uh, Responsive to requests, delighted in the distribution of alms, or just the, the, the giving of things, in the dana, to be able to delight in this. So there's not this feeling of, oh, no, <laughs> what about me? What does this mean for me if I give this up? So instead, we get to open up towards it and really feel uh, happiness. Generosity is part of uh, the cultivation of true happiness, it is essential to develop uh, to fully awaken. It said to be able to be generous is also the ability to let go, which um, is is essential to this this path. So the, generosity is no small thing. Uh, it's it's deeply a part of this practice. And then there's times when we feel like we have nothing to give. You know, so if generosity comes from the sense of abundance, I have enough, a place of satisfaction. What happens when we don't feel we have that? And sometimes for real reason, for good reason. Maybe we're having major financial strain. Um... Maybe we've just lost our job or we're going through a divorce. Um, Maybe we feel like we just can't connect on a heart level with others. I imagine that all of us at some point have experienced some of these or are experiencing some of these right now. And so this idea of being generous might seem really far out. I have nothing to give. I can't practice generosity if I'm not in abundance. This is where I love this practice. Because the Buddha is actually making a distinction between dhana, the act of giving, and even uh, the material giving, and the internal cultivation of the quality of chaga, generosity. And that even when we don't have anything physically to offer, that there is a separation between our uh, material poverty and our spiritual poverty. And that even if we don't have something physically to give, that there's something within us that can be untouched by that. Something within us that can offer... Uh, Kindness, friendship, wisdom, Uh, a smile, support. Something in us that, of course, our external um, circumstances uh, will have an effect, just realistically, on our internal um, experience of, of abundance or poverty. But they are separate. And this is where we can begin to see the practice of generosity and where we, sometimes when we don't think we have a choice in being generous, that maybe that's a place to question. Maybe there's something more here that is not touched by the external feeling of poverty. Maybe there's something internally that we can offer, which I strongly do believe everyone here does have, even when it doesn't feel so accessible. So I want to explore this a little bit with you. And to do this, um, we're going to do a bit of an experiential exercise with each other. Uh, we're going to do this in pairs. Let me think of how I want to do this. Um, get into groups of two or three and, you know, just turning towards the person next to you. It's nice if you go with someone you don't know, but it's okay if you feel more comfortable and you know someone here and you want to, to pair up with them. Um, so go ahead and get into just these little small groups of either two or three, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. If you feel like not participating, that's just fine. That's okay, too. You can participate... Uh, within yourself, and just kind of follow along Okay. Does anyone need a group? Okay, great. Okay. Did you introduce yourselves? I see some of you do. If you haven't introduced yourselves, go ahead and introduce yourselves so everyone knows each other. Okay. All right. So here's here's the instruction. So you'll want to listen <laughs> so you know what I'm what to do. You're going to either go back and forth if you're a group of 2. Or if you're a group of three, you're just going to go around your circle. And each of you will answer with a phrase this question. What blocks your generosity? It's meant to be blocks, gets in the way. What blocks or gets in the way of your generosity? Okay. It's meant to be slightly vague, so you can go in many directions with it. What blocks your generosity? And so you don't need to actually explain yourself in paragraph form. (laughs) Um, The way that this particular exercise works is it's just uh, a way for you to touch in and say something verbally and be witnessed in saying it. And then it's just going to move pretty quickly around your circle or back and forth. And so just to give you an example of what you might say, what blocks your generosity? Uh, One might say something like um, time, lack of time, and then the next person will go. Um, You know, lack of finance. And then it'll go back and forth, back and forth. Does that make sense? Okay. So we're going to do this for about uh, three minutes. And I will time it. And I'll ring the bell when it's done. And I'll ring the bell to get you started. Um, So the person to start, we'll just say is the person with the longest hair in your group. (laughs) So You'll have to figure that out. with some of you okay (laughs) okay and we're gonna come to stillness and quiet to start so you can actually close your eyes for a moment and just get in touch with how you are right now for some of you this might be kind of nerve-wracking and that's okay for some of you, you might be kind of excited to get to connect with each other, and that's great, too. Just see where you're at. Notice if you're planning your, what you're going to say. That's okay. That's pretty natural. But you don't need to, because things will just come. Okay, you can begin. <laughs> so stay where you are. don't turn away from your group yet in fact come back into your silence and stillness let your eyes close and you can just notice how that was for you feel yourself sitting here okay so that was the first question We're going to do this again, but with a different question. And that is, uh, what ways are you generous? Answering that question. In what ways are you generous? Okay. So whoever uh, left off can begin. And you'll just go around the circle. And again, just... um, Don't feel the need to fully explain everything. Uh, There's something about keeping the momentum going around and hearing each other uh, using just the phrases instead of um, going really into the story of it. There's something actually quite powerful about that. So see if you can stick with that. And uh, I'll ring the bell in three minutes again. Okay. So again... In what ways are you generous? So you can take a moment to just thank your group and um, appreciate them for a moment. Hmm. Wonderful. (laughs) Great. So what was that like for you, or what came out of that for you? Maybe we can hear from a few people, and we'll just have a bit of a a discussion about it. (coughs) Yeah, and just because um, we're recording it, and there's also people who have a hard time hearing it, would be great. Can someone pass the mic around? Hi, me. Thank you. That's great. If you could talk into the mic, that'd be really appreciated.
1: Yeah, um, Jesse, I think that what struck me was uh, the similarities Uh um, that we shared in our experiences and what we were concerned with and what what held us back and what what moved us forward. And uh, I don't know if the rest of my group uh, wants to say anything, but that was, for me, the most striking Mm. uh, was how much we have in common.
0: Mm. Thank you, Jesse. That's wonderful. Hi. It was interesting to go around a bunch of times on on the first round thinking about what makes me feel tight and and restrictive and to drill down um, to a state of spiritual impoverishment as Mm. the source of not taking that action. So it's that inner space you were talking about. There's the act, but then there's the inner experience And I would call it a lack of connection to a sort of a source. Oh, beautiful. How many of you kind of touched into that or really felt that? How many of you did? It's nice to see. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's important. You know, um, oftentimes I talk about dukkha, which is um, an essential... (laughs) an essential part of this practice, which sounds strange. It's uh, suffering, uh, the truth of suffering, of unsatisfactoriness in life. I often talk about it as a rub, this friction that we come into contact with how things are instead of being in the flow of things. And that's what that is, you know, that that place of tightness or or spiritual feeling, kind of impoverished, Proverbial uh, spiritual sense of connection—it's really that, you know. It's this rub. It's and as true as it seems. Do you think it's really true? How much of it is just kind of our storyline of what's true, and how much is it—is it actually true that we uh, are somehow separate? are somehow uh, lacking as a person. Um, Maybe I won't answer that question. I'll just pose the question. Because it's actually, I could answer it, but I don't think it's as important as if you pose that question for yourself when you're feeling that rub, that lack of uh, flow with, or that lack of opening to, that open-handedness. You know What is it that's blocking it? And is that thing that's blocking it really true? No. Anybody else? What else came up for you? Yes.
2: Uh, we were talking about uh, generosity towards ourselves as yes. a way of uh, allowing us to be generous towards others. And uh, I raised the question of, uh, well... What's the point of the generosity? Is it in more of an outward thing mm-hmm. or an inward thing? Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I'd be generous with the benefit of the doubt. And just generous again. with the benefit of the doubt. And uh-huh. I don't know. It's, it's both.
0: It's both, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's a beautiful line that a friend of mine shared with me. Let's see if I wrote it down. Oh. Um, I don't know where this comes from in in the suttas, but um, the Buddha says, uh, "If you really know what I know about generosity, you wouldn't let you wouldn't eat another meal and go without feeding another. If you really knew what I knew about generosity, you wouldn't eat another meal without feeding another. The sense of uh, I don't know, I take that as, as um, an exploration into the power of generosity of feeding ourselves and what we, what we receive from uh, the act of generosity and cultivating the quality of inner generosity. And if we really understood that and understood our interconnectedness with each other, which is so far out, I mean, I think that we really don't get that. <laughs> I don't think, I think intellectually uh, it's, it's maybe, maybe we can touch in on that, but I think that um, the depth of our interconnectedness, when we really start to think about it, just how connected we really are um, in a, on a physiological level, just the things that science are, are proving now an energetic level, and I don't mean like woo-woo-y energetics, but like actual energy, and um, just environmentally, how connected we are, how connected we are emotionally, how we affect each other on such an emotional level, even people we don't know, just the way we are with other people. We're so connected. If you really realize the power of generosity, you wouldn't go without giving to another, because... It's just a cycle. As we give to others, we give to ourselves. And as we give to ourselves, we just naturally want to give back to others. It's this beautiful cycle of dana and chaga. One feeds the other. It's this beautiful cycle of being together. Anything else come from it? Anyone else want to share? What did it feel just to talk about, feel like just to talk about the ways you're generous? What did that feel like to, to do that with each other? Did it feel, did it feel good? Say again? Thought provoking. Thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say your name Anna. Anna. Just when the first, with the first question, there was just a sense of sadness, mm-hmm. you know, as the words came out of, you know, fear or it was just an overwhelming sense of sadness that, oh yeah, that, it evoked that in me at the moment mm-hmm. that if I can't touch in or tap into the generous feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. And then,
0: you know, th- when we talked the second time, everything was lighter, uh-huh. right? What makes me feel generous? How do I do that? And I just felt like the whole air around us had gotten lighter and, and happier. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes, right behind you, Jaime.
1: Colleen is my name?
0: Colleen? Yeah. Hi.
1: Um, I brought up the fact that since I've been coming to Buddhist sits and my I seem to become more and more generous with my time and my efforts with other people when i go visit them you know doing the dishes or helping them paint a fence or whatever and um i attribute it to just my heart opening up i guess over the years that i've been doing this uh, and it just and the practice of being generous creates more generosity <laughs> i think cuz i you know i still have ways to go with certain things but i just feel like I just love doing things for people when I go to their houses and um anyway, I attribute it to the teachings pretty
0: much that's great That's wonderful, and you can attribute it to yourself, just getting in touch with that that sense and that truth and that development within yourself of generosity it's really it's such a beautiful thing. Well, wonderful. Maybe we'll stop there, unless there's anyone with a burning something they want to say. Yeah. Okay. I,
2: I uh, when we were doing the exercise, I was thinking about this silly film with Jim Carrey. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if anybody knows about it, but it's called The Yes Man, and he went to he was very unhappy, and he went to the seminar where he was instructed to say yes to everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And.
2: <laughs> It's it's incredibly hilarious. I mean, you can see the dangers of saying yes to everything, yeah. you, which is take, being taken advantage of. Mm. But you could also see that tightness that you spoke about, yeah. the release, the letting go, and how his life just transformed mm. into. Although it was silly and a little bit out of control, um, <laughs> there was a lot of happiness, yeah. and uh, and I think it's really about saying yes. Versus saying no to, our, to the experience of generosity. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about uh, when you asked the first question, what blocks our ability to be generous? And you talked about telling the stories. I think for some of us who have a traumatic past <laughs> where we have been traumatized, um, it's, it's very difficult to be very generous um, because there are scars in there, and there are memories in ourselves. Mm. And and then generosity becomes really something you have to work harder at.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, the scars of betrayal, and whatever that means for the individual. And we all have those scars, and some of us have bigger wounds than others, and open wounds at this time. And it's really true, and I'm glad that you named that, just that it's not. it's not just... It's not easy, sometimes, you know, and uh, and that we can honor that. That this is actually a practice. It's part of the practice, and we do have to practice it. Even those of us who think I'm really generous, I don't really need to practice it. You know, it might be interesting to challenge that idea. Uh, maybe there's an area where your heart closes. Maybe there's certain people or situations where you get really tight. What would it be like to open with this kind of generous heart, this attitude of a generous heart? Uh, whatever that would mean to you. And uh, just also in, in pulling a thread from what you said uh, with the yes man, discernment is a really important uh, balancing factor with generosity. That wisdom doesn't go out the door. <laughs> that there, there does need to be that balance of wisdom with the heart qualities, which this is one of them. Um, so that we can really stay in touch with our own wellspring of abundance and we don't get burnt out. And we don't say yes to something that actually will put us in harm Uh, harm's way or might have repercussions that um uh that you know maybe we can avoid so all of this is important and, and all all something just to consider and so i'm hoping that this evening uh You're just getting maybe a taste of this practice, getting in touch with the feeling of it and starting to ask yourself questions. What we just did in groups is just a form of inquiry, a way of exploring this particular topic, What you can do with any topic that is of interest to you. And so maybe continuing uh, with yourself or other people you know here this inquiry into generosity this week exploring for yourself what is your relationship with it how does it inform the way that you are in the different um situations you are in in your life so you know depending on where we are whether it's work and we're this way at work and we're this generous at work and then we go home and we're this way at home and we're this kind of generous at home or this is how i am when i'm when i'm uh going from place to place, whether it's on the bus or walking or biking or in your car. Um, so just noticing the different ways that you interact with people and your different roles in life. And where is it that the heart closes down and gets really tight? And where does it open? And so starting to explore that. And, and I think you'll see that in this exploration, there's so much depth and so... Um, uh, so much nourishment when we can start to really tease apart the way that generosity uh, can can influence the way that we are in our day-to-day and just influence our heart. So um, we'll end it there. So next week we'll explore it a little bit differently, tonight being more of the experiential, and next week we'll get into um, the real practices and how this is truly a letting go practice and, um, and how this really relates to freedom uh, and in a big way, with the big F. <laughs> so uh, we'll take a moment to dedicate our time together. This is one of my favorite things to do when I come here. (laughs) Uh, In a way, this is a beautiful form of generosity. A time to acknowledge that um, the development of our practice, including generosity, including mindfulness, wisdom, uh, happiness, that these are great things for ourselves, but it's not just for ourselves, is it? It's for the other people in our lives. And it's bigger than even that. It goes and has a ripple effect in a way that we can't even understand. And so I'd like to do something slightly different tonight for the dedication. And uh, if there's someone who comes to mind that you'd like to dedicate your practice to this evening, you can either just um, say their name in your head, or just have a sense of them. Or if you'd like to say a name out loud, you can say it out loud, and we'll just sit here for a moment. And if you'd like to uh, participate in that, you're welcome to. And we won't use the mic for this, but um, it can be nice just to allow us in the room to hear who it is that you're thinking of so we can all share this merit together and our generosity of this merit together. And so may this practice be for the benefit of everyone who is said and unsaid. May all beings be happy and content. May all beings be healthy in their mind and in their body. May all beings everywhere be touched by the uh, heart of generosity. May all beings be at ease. Thank you everyone.